When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. Well, this is the episode you've all been waiting for. The decision has been made. Breaking news. Judd Zulgad's been uh, at the XL Energy Center. You're literally like in the press box at the XL Energy Center right now, celebrating your favorite wild hockey player of all time, Miko Koivu, having his number retired today. A festive night. A festive night. The number nine in the rafters, much like I expect at U.S. Bank Stadium, Phil Mackey, one day <laughs> the number eight will be raised to the rafters <laughs> for the Vikings. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, let's just get to it here. Presented by our friends at uh, Surly Brewing Company, TCL. TCL with uh, an award-winning set of new televisions for you to be entertained through. And you can, uh, you can also find, uh, oh, go to TCLUSA.com and find your favorite TV. I don't have the copy in front of me, but Kirk Cousins is going to be the Minnesota Vikings quarterback for the next two seasons, ironclad, <laughs> because Kirk Cousins cares only about winning the negotiation and getting ironclad money versus helping and working with the team that he plays for to win a championship. Now, I will say, if you're going to extend Kirk Cousins and you're going to commit to multiple more years of Kirk Cousins, the way that they landed with this contract structure is about as good as you can do. And so we'll get into all of this, but here it is, and I'll throw it to Judd to get your thoughts. But Kirk Kirk had the Vikings over a barrel. Kirk wants short-term, ironclad, guaranteed contracts with no trade clauses, and he gets all of that. It is, according to Adam Schefter, a one-year, fully guaranteed $35 million extension for 2023, and so he's going to get $70 million guaranteed over the next two seasons. Now, what's in it for the Vikings? Okay, they get to lower his 2022 cap hit from $45 million down to $31 million, which helps them become cap compliant going into the week of free agency. There's other moves I'm sure to be made here. And there's been a flirtation with Deshaun Watson that at some point came to an end here over the last 12 hours. Uh, they also added two void years to his contract. We're getting way in the weeds here, but it's important to know that this is a one-year extension with void years, according to reports, in 2024 and 25, which essentially gives the Vikings the ability to smooth his cap into future seasons in which he isn't actually playing for the Vikings. But the headline here is, the Vikings have committed, ironclad, 
no trade clause, no trade clause to two more years of Kirk Cousins, 2022 and 2023. Your thoughts? Um, I'd like to say I'm surprised, but with everything that we have heard the last uh, month or so, Phil, I'm not. We basically had heard that the the idea with um, new GM Crazy Adolfa Mensa, and probably just as, if not more importantly, new coach Kevin O'Connell was to keep Kirk and to work with Kirk. Yeah. And Kirk made, I really do think that Kirk made the negotiation far tougher than those two gentlemen expected. I thought that they would think that Kirk would be all on board with trying to help them out financially because, you know, Kirk, we're here to work with you as opposed to Zimmer, who sort of worked or not sort of who worked against Kirk, I think. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, this, this is what transpired. It might be a little bit more financially than they wanted, but this was their first choice. Like for all we talked about, and they definitely made calls uh, on Deshaun Watson they definitely had some talks where they got calls on Kirk, but I told you what I heard the entire time was they kept telling teams, our intention is to keep Kirk. And so they did that. And now I will say this. I hope they're right. I hope that they are right, that they can turn Kirk at the age of what? 34 now. Yes, um, it'll be 34. Yeah. I hope that they can turn Kirk at the age of 34 years old, a veteran in this league into something that he has not been through coaching um, because this is expensive. Uh, Kirk has basically called his shot and contractually he has won, in, in my opinion, a third Super Bowl. Like this is, he continues to win championships negotiating. So I'd like to surprised. I'm not, I personally would not have done this, uh, but, but I also am not surprised given all the information that came in in the last month plus that this is the the contract and the the at least for now landing spot for Kirk Cousins to be the quarterback who I guess KOC and Quazy will sink or swim with, dude. All right, Dex, what are your thoughts? You go ahead. Well, I love that basically Kirk won this negotiation for like the third time. Um, he went into when free agency in Washington saying, "I want to be." one of the highest-paid quarterbacks in the NFL. It's rare for quarterbacks to hit the unrestricted free agent market. He cashed in. He got his. The Vikings took their shot because they had a window of a roster that was ready to win right now. Um, and then he does the deal again in 2020 to help smooth out the deal. And now that Kevin O'Connell and Kwesi Adolfa Mensa are basically hitching their wagon to Kirk, it's that they don't, eat, number one, feel as strongly that they can find another quarterback that can help them win right now. Or also, they don't have any trust in the draft that the next quarterback is going to be there either. Uh I think the idea of just moving on from him, that it was going to be an ironclad situation, that they're going to move on from Kirk, it's going to happen no matter what, was still a little half empty there. I thought that they were still in the market that they wanted to extend Kirk. So I'm not surprised that he ends up sticking around here. Um, But I am shocked that they basically caved at the salary demands and the no-trade clause movement. Uh, the, The fact he basically won that negotiation part at the poker table, I think is what really strikes me, that basically Kwesi and Kevin O'Connell to a degree essentially bought into that. That's what I think I'm most surprised at initially from this. There's so much to unpack here. Excuse me. There's so much to unpack here, but my first thought is, why would you sign up for two more years of something that has proven over the course of 10 years to not work? Paying a good quarterback a lot of money. Now, I will say, 
It's nice that they that they brought his cap number down to thirty one million from forty five. It still takes up fifteen percent of the team's salary cap in two thousand twenty two. And I'll make note that no team has won a Super Bowl ever in the history of the last thirty years, the modern era of salary cap football, with a quarterback making more than thirteen percent of the cap. And so it's amazing to me that you've you, you blow out. Your general manager, you blow out your head coach in large part because the signing of Kirk Cousins didn't work. Didn't work. The four years before Kirk Cousins, you averaged 10 wins per season, two division titles in four years, and a 13-3 and record and trip to the NFC Championship game. And you brought Kirk Cousins on board to be the final piece to that puzzle. And everything got worse in the next four years. Zero divisions. You averaged two fewer wins per year, and everybody got fired. And the new regime comes in and says, you know what, let's sign up for two full ironclad seasons of this, even when we're given a chance to get out of it. Now, what we don't know is, you know, we we do know that they were having discussions with other teams. The Colts were in the mix on Kirk Cousins. What we don't know is, A, what were they offering, and B, was Kirk Cousins refusing to talk extension reasonably with some of the other teams and thus holding the Vikings over a barrel with this massive cap hit on a one-year mercenary deal, right? It seems to me that these guys had a chance to wipe the slate clean with really like no expectation of competing for a championship in 2022. Again, new general manager, new head coach. This is a reset year if you want it to be. But when you do this, when you extend a 34-year-old quarterback for still, even with, you know, they did a good creative job here with the void years of, of bringing his cap number down a little bit, okay? So I will give them that credit. But you are signing up to compete for a Super Bowl in 2022 and 23 with one of the five or six worst defenses, aging players all over the field, 30-year-old Eric Kendricks, Harrison Smith, 32 years old. I mean, that defense is going to look much different in, I think, two or three weeks from now, too. You're still, even with this extension, one of the six or seven uh, worst cap situations in the NFL. Like I just, this was a great chance to take a deep breath, to reset, and to find the next iteration of Vikings football. And they are literally running it back again. And that's where my mind's at right now. The- what do you guys like? You guys had a chance to go in a different direction and wipe the slate clean, and you're actively choosing to run this thing back. The same thing we've seen the last four years. The reality of this, though, Phil, is is that the Wilfs do, I guess, genuinely, and a lot of people probably genuinely believe that this team was was miscoached, was not led well, and that this core group of players, and there are some good ones, but that's the key word, some, yeah. that this core group of players can get you to a place where where I think the, re, the I think the comeback is there are a lot of us. Hey, the Wild just scored. That's good. Um, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. You can't tell, can you? Can't, can't tell. <laughs> now, now turn the horn down. Turn that horn off. Um, but where a lot of fans and people like us, I think, looked and said, "Hey, guess what? In 2018 and into 2019, you took your shot, and now that time has passed." And the whole idea, I've been on board. With the GM being fired, I was on board with the coach most certainly being let go. And my next thing was, okay, let's get back to reconstructing 
the roster after that. They aren't doing that. They, they, I mean, there's just a division here. Um, but this also comes back to, and this can be a good thing in life, but I think in sports it can also be a, a dangerous thing. This whole thing about collaboration, right? We're going to collaborate. We're going to have a lot of, you know, we, the Wills basically said, hey, we didn't realize because we, we were so enamored with our MLS team in Florida that, that um, the head coach and GM weren't talking. But now we want everyone to get along. And it feels like right now that there are a ton of chefs in the kitchen. And so everyone's got their say. And, and I really do think that they are in a very different place mindset-wise than we are. And then a lot of their uh, the, smart, the smarter people in their fan base are. So I think it's simple. Um, but it's sort of frustrating because I also I also don't think they understand exactly how much work needs to be done. And I also don't think that they really get who Kirk is. And to me, the contract negotiation showed perfectly who Kirk is. Well, yeah, I think the thing too here is I was telling you guys this just, you know, we were texting earlier today, like, what the hell? The Vikings, you know, you can literally start to agree to contracts with free agents in 18 hours from now, and they have so much work to do. You know, Quasey got this job, what, a month and a half ago, and Kevin O'Connell came on board late. I mean, you know, Super Bowl was the latest it's ever been. And and so these guys these guys join up together late in the game relative to some of the other teams in you know NFL history, and, and they're staring at this tangled knot of transactions that need to happen. They have to get cap compliant. They're one of the four or five worst cap situations. You got the Kirk Cousins contract looming. And then you got if you know if if that doesn't go well, then you're sort of at the mercy of okay if you're going to trade him, then now you're on Cleveland's timeline, now you're on the Colts timeline, and then the Deshaun Watson thing goes down. It's like all this stuff. Daniil Hunter, you take the job and it's all celebratory. All right, this is great. My family and I we get to move to Minneapolis and run a professional sports franchise. And oh my God, look at what has to be done in the next five weeks. And I do wonder, you know, what was that process like behind the scenes? How much did they just say at one point or another here? Just say, you know what? Screw it. Let's just KOC. You got a framed Kirk Cousins jersey signed in your office from the Washington days because you loved working with each other. You know what? If you want to tie your potential only shot at being a head coach to Kirk Cousins, then so be it. All right. Here he is. We'll try and do what we can with his cap hit. But I mean, imagine this is where this is again. Kevin O'Connell clearly thinks differently, but. Imagine signing up for your first ever head coaching and general manager job with no guarantees for a second opportunity. And you say, all right, that 34-year-old guy who's never come close in his football life, high school, college, or the NFL, to sniffing a championship game ever. It's everything else around him that's been the problem for years and years. He's the unluckiest dude ever. Let's sign up for two more ironclad seasons of Kirk Cousins and hitch our careers to him and see where, where we can take this thing. Right. I mean, it is like people talk about the risk of, well, be careful what you wish for. If you move on from Kirk Cousins, you know, who's the quarterback going to be not remembering that the Vikings have won divisions and have gone to the playoffs with crappy quarterbacks like T Jack and Ponder and, you know, second year Teddy Bridgewater. Do not, do not fear moving on from a quarterback. If you're a Minnesota Vikings fan. Right. These guys literally attached their careers to Kirk Cousins for the next two seasons. That, to me, is riskier than going to a blank canvas and walking into 
the draft and bridge quarterbacks, et cetera. Beyond- You've got to be almost perfect building a roster now in free agency and the draft. Yeah. No room for first-round whiffs going forward here for these guys. Beyond Kirk, here's what I guess I don't get, though. Um, what I don't get is O'Connell is is supposed to be a quarterback guy. And so why wouldn't you want the chance? And it doesn't have to be in 22, but why wouldn't you have wanted that chance to draft one? Be- because there's overwhelming evidence now that's out there that if you get it right, if you get it right, and by the way, bank on yourself. I can do this. I can find it. That, that guy. Then from a cap uh, perspective, you are now in a sweet spot to pursue championships very quickly. That's what I don't get. So beyond Kirk, I don't understand. It, it feels to me like there is a, not indecision here, it feels to me like there is a, a, a hesitancy in what they feel they're capable of doing, which concerns me. And I am, I am really, I, really in the camp of, of saying this. I want to give O'Connell and Adolfa Mensa both a chance. Like, I don't want to jump on here today and crush them. That's not my goal. They're new. They could be really good. I don't know. Is this, though, is this the type of confidence that I want to see when it comes to the most important position in sports? No, it's not. I wanted to see a confidence of we're going to find a guy, and we got five years of control then. And instead, this this is like, that they were hired with the with the Kirk plan, and I just don't know who thinks internally the Wilfs that that is a good idea. Yeah, here did Dex pop this up on the screen here? So this is from OverTheCap.com. It looks like based on that uh, hilarious table that they have on yeah. every player page. And so, thirty-four-year-old Kirk Cousins will have a cap hit of thirty-one million dollars, and you know the base salaries are always kind of you know. He's got a $15 million base salary each of the next two years, but then he's got prorated bonuses and roster bonuses and there's, there's the guarantees, et cetera. All that matters is the cap hit because that's where we get into roster construction, right? So he's got a 15% cap hit in 2022. Again, no team has ever won a championship with a quarterback of any caliber, Hall of Fame or otherwise, uh, taking up over 13% of the salary cap. So so at least you get him closer. Like you get him from 20 or 23% down to 15%. And then next year, his cap hit is 36%, which is projected to be about 16% of, of the 2023 cap. And then uh, the first void year currently holds $12.5 million in uh, dead cap money. So they would be paying you know, 5% of their salary cap to a guy that potentially won't be on the roster in 2024. Um, this is so interesting because now we move into, all right, what else? I mean, they're, they're, they have signed up to win now, right? I mean, am I wrong? I mean, I, I, in my head, I was kind of like, I'm, I'm totally willing to give these guys a pass in 2022. I mean, they're literally signing up to win a Super Bowl in 2022. The Wilfs. Tell me I'm wrong. The Wilfs have hired people that convince, that convince them that they can take the current team and basically with a coach and GM who, Get along, mold it. I just yeah. disagree completely. But that goes beyond Kirk. That that's not that's not the big Kirk fight to me. The fight there is your defense was atrocious, and you're going to actually you really think in a year build that back up. And I'm not saying again to be very very clear here. Can they make the playoffs as like a six or seven seed? Absolutely. 
But the goal of the show from day one has been what? To win a Super Bowl championship. Can this team win a Super Bowl? Absolutely not. They're not going to. Sorry, I can tell you that right now. So that's the thing. Um, but, yeah, they have they have deluded themselves. And, again, just to be very, very clear, this goes well beyond Kirk Cousins. They have deluded themselves into uh, basically, and what they'll try and sell now is Mike was the devil. Zimmer was the devil. He was all the problems. The coaching was terrible. We didn't really know that the GM and coach quit talking, and now it's going to mesh and work. And I'm sorry. The pieces of the puzzle, which at one time were pretty damn good, got their chance and failed. And I don't know why we think with just a – I mean, this team, Phil, right now has, as we talked about last night when speculating about Deshaun Watson, one starting cornerback who's not that good. You've got a – You've got to replace your basically, you know, three of your most important, if not two of your most important positions in the defensive secondary. So like this notion that, that, you know, we will run this back in training camp and we will, um, dude, they're running it back. I would, but, but they're running I'm, it, dude, they're but, running it back. But in Zolgad, in, in typical Zolgadian way, I would say you should have asked me or somebody else that this is a mistake. Like, trying to run it back is a mistake, no doubt. Can they make the playoffs? Yes. Can they win a championship? Absolutely not. Resets are necessary sometimes um, in all of life, but especially in sports. I just Sorry. don't understand how – two things. So if they're going to lean in to be more like an offensive first team, and it was Zimmer that was the Grim Reaper and the devil that was holding this team back, and now you're going to put KOC involved, who's an offensive-minded guy. You're going to have a guy who loves him so much he has a framed jersey of him from five years ago hanging out in his office, right? That's just going to fix things. We're not going to worry about a defense that has still been terrible the last two years. We're going to figure out a cornerback to sign in free agency. We're going to figure out another one to get. We're going to get a guard, and just all these pieces are going to make us go from this six, seven, eight win team into a perennial double-digit win team, I think is ludicrous. I think, I, I think it's... They might be a flashy, fun team on offense. Honestly, they might be. That could be fun to see. I think they but will I, be, actually. I, I, I don't see a path where all of a sudden that their defense vaults them up and also their everything else just starts clicking. I don't, I don't see how – I think that's what I'm most puzzled by, the fact they're leaning into this experience saying, no, it was the coach and it was the type of chemistry. Like They will not hit so many home runs on the defensive side of the ball to make them that much better. So that's where I'm just so confused. It's uh... – it's so interesting. And I, I, I'd say I, I, I promise at least I won't speak for you guys, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to bitch about this. Listen, he's on Kirk Cousins is the Vikings quarterback for two more seasons. I mean, for, for those of you and us and me who I, I honestly thought they were going to trade him. I thought they were going to trade him. Um, and there's some old tweets exposed out there that. I'll dig up myself and yeah, send them back that? out. <laughs> and, and they didn't. And they didn't want to. But, but they are signing up for two more years of cousins, and they and and with that, they are signing up for the expectation to immediately be compete at a championship level. That's the only thing this franchise has never done before. I mean, think about how bold and ballsy that is. These dudes are coming in here and straight up saying the coaching and maybe even the general managing and the relationships and the chemistry and everything behind the scenes and the development of draft picks was all so garbage right. that we can essentially sign up for continued cap hell. The Wild just score again? 
Dude, how many goals have Looks they like scored it. since we started? Well, no, no, we're not sure yet. It's okay. two to one if they scored, but there was only one horn, and then they stopped. Oh, and some void years. And now the fans are upset. This is this place a nut house. No, but they. I mean, I, I, I just. I'm trying to process all this as I speak, but I thought they were going to take the freebie step back year. I really did. Hey guys, no one cares if you win in 2022. Like, don't be a total Detroit Lions train wreck. But yeah, you guys are fine in 2022 while you while you clear the deck here and make a run in 2023. And they passed on that opportunity. It's really interesting. Yeah, and here, so so, in fairness, now Cousins' cap hit is down significantly down. So like that was my biggest sticking point. Um, what what is Kirk's tweet? Now that's out of the way. Let's, let's go get work. to work on a Lombardi. Let's, Hashtag, let's, let's freaking freaking go. go. Let's go. You like that? You like that? Let's get what's it. Funny, what, what's funny is what Kirk means really is I just won a third negotiating Lombardi. <laughs> you guys are suckers. Um, are you guys, guys going to bitch about this? Are you guys going to complain about this for two years? I'm so, not going to. I no, swear no. to God. I'm going to vent today because I don't like this, but whatever. So it's fine. his cap hit is is way down. So what I like about this entire thing, and and where I'm where I'm on board is the pressure now is ratcheted up tenfold. Yeah. So so and I love that. So like the pressure that Cousins is now going to be to face. Like this offense needs to score a ton of points. There is no room for a San Francisco game now. You line up, you know, un- under the guard, you're gonna get. Filleted ten times worse. Yeah. You throw a bad pick, and he did in San Fran, and that mind bleeps you. There, the pressure now, and I enjoy this. The pressure now gets turned up again, dialed up, and he deserves that, and he's being paid accordingly. Um, the pressure was high, but look, guys, if he does not, with O'Connell as his coach, become a great. Not a good. If he is not, in my opinion, a top eight quarterback in this league, there's now only one person to look at. And it's not Mike Zimmer. It's not Rick Spielman. It's Kirk Cousins. And so think- I'm, enjo- I'm enjoying the prospect here because if he's great, that's awesome. Yeah. And if he's not, okay. Now there's only one person when you look in the mirror to blame. And you know what? It's you. Oh man, this is, I'm just going through my. T- I uh, I self I, I self reported. So I, I I tweeted this on uh, January 10th, mm-hmm. two months ago, mm-hmm. seven seven ten a.m. Just waking up with takes. Okay, of course. So, so uh, what happens with Kirk Cousins now? I can tell you this: there is zero, and I even like did the the stars around the word zero to emphasize zero chance. A new general manager and coach combo walks in and says, let's extend him for multiple years and attach our careers to Kirk Cousins. So, Kirk Cousins will get traded. Hey, you held him to 20 points, man. Yes, you gave us a chance at the end. But I got three words for you. You like that? <laughs> That's right. I don't know. I was hacked. I swear to God I was hacked. I don't know. You guys I think were. we all thought that. Well, I, I think when the change was made from from Mike and Rick, it was – Logical to think that it was going to be threefold, right? GM was gone, coach was gone, likely at that point in time, quarterback gone. So, I mean, at the time, it made sense. But 
the Vikings definitely feel like they are a Super Bowl contender as we sit here today. And that is, to me, that's on the Wilfs largely. Yeah. And, and, and that, is a, that is a very interesting and potentially misguided thought. Yeah. Some people asking him, just going through some of the questions are flying in on the Purple Daily YouTube channel and on, the, on our Twitter account. So here's one I'm sure that people are, so many people are asking, why did the Vikings, so they had a no-trade clause initially on the, on the first three-year contract, and then with the next extension, the no-trade clause got removed. Why did the Vikings agree to another no-trade clause? There's, there's only like 10 players in the league that have no-trade clauses, and Cousins is now one of them again. And, I mean, again, we weren't in the room for these negotiations, and I'm sure more information will come out, but to me that says Kirk was holding the Vikings over a barrel wanting to maximize his earnings, maybe budged a little bit, and in return said, I'll budge a little bit on the money, but I want I want to know that I'm in Minnesota for the next two years. And that's probably how the negotiation went. Now, if you guys have thoughts on that. Um, yeah, I think that Kirk has a need to win. And so it, my guess is this. He got the no trade agreement in exchange for uh, sticking two void years at the end of that contract. That's my guess. Yeah. Uh, real quick, let's just let's do a reset because we've been we've been rocking for about thirty minutes here. If you're wondering why is it so loud behind Judd, Judd's uh, celebrating his favorite hockey player of all time, Miko Koivu, in his jersey retirement ceremony. He's at the XL Energy Center today. Uh, this is Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. And uh, Kirk Cousins is going to get a couple more cracks at that in 2022-23 because he just signed a contract extension that uh, that pays him $70 million ironclad over the next two years. But the Vikings, with some creative structuring of the contract, were able to bring his cap number down $15 million for 2022. Uh, so, But now the pressure is squarely on the organization and Cousins. If you are watching us right now on the Purple Daily YouTube channel, thank you for being part of this community of daily Vikings discussion. Please click the subscribe button and the like button so we can spread the word about this show. And I can see, I mean, I think it's pretty split. I mean, there's a lot of people that are here to uh, to uh, to just shove it in our faces. And there's a lot of people that are pissed because they wanted to move in a different direction than Kirk Cousins. But uh, it's at least two more years because there is a no-trade clause slapped on the top of that contract so get used to it and i say that for myself and everybody else kirk cousins is the vikings quarterback for the next couple of years <laughs> yeah it's definitely going to be an interesting time actually uh let, let's do this too as we uh reset a little bit our buddy tom pelicero broke down uh the, the contract and the negotiation with uh nfl network here let's play this clip Mike, Kirk Cousins is going to be the Vikings quarterback in 2022. The team had received calls in recent days, but just a few minutes ago, the sides agreed on a one-year, $35 million, fully guaranteed contract extension. Cousins gets a raise to $40 million in 2022. He'll have $55 million paid out by next March. He also gets a no-trade clause. For the Vikings, they lower Cousins' cap figure by about $14 million, freeing them up at a time that they were very close up against the cap as free agency and a lot of other decisions approach. Kevin O'Connell, the new Vikings head coach who was with Cousins in Washington, had said repeatedly he is excited to build an offense around Kirk Cousins. Well, now he will get to do it. Cousins isn't going anywhere, Mike. It's our guy, our buddy Tom Pelissero, friend of the show, friend for life there. 
Tom Pelissero. So I think, I think the next question here is, and and we will listen. We're we're obviously we're going to come back to our normal episode tomorrow. There's a million things to to happen here, but the moves that happen now have to be about competing in 2022, right? I mean, like, because we've been sitting here. I think a lot of our conversations have been about. Are there players you can can you get out of cap hell and maybe build up some some you know some draft stock for 2022 and 2023? Are there players that you could trade, free up cap space, and and you know gain equity in draft capital? But I think now it's less about trading established players for draft picks and and maybe there's some of that, but you need to find ways to add to the 2022 team to make a run, right? I mean, that's kind of where they're at at this point, right? 100%. 100%. Uh, I, I would guess that, um, just a total guess here, Brandon Scherf, who, who wants yeah. to sign here, signs here now. Because you're going to build up. So as far as I can tell, if this is going to be your philosophy with a team that defensively was terrible, and I guess you're ho- hoping that, that uh, Donatel can somehow work magic defensively, but you are going to, I guess, from a philosophical standpoint, just try and outscore teams, right? Yeah. So, so like, like you have to give Kirk now the best offensive line possible. You, you have to, you have to give him no excuses like where he can't say, but yep. this fell apart, but that fell apart. You have to put him in a position to say, Kirk, you have to do this. The, the pressure again, I'll go back to that. It just went up tenfold. Like, this is on him now. Justin Jefferson, you have to make throws to, to him that you don't want to make, but you have to do it now. Like, we'll put you in the position. We'll call plays certainly uh, better than Clint Kubiak did. That's not hard to do. But there's going to be times where you don't want to throw the ball, dude, and you're going to have to. And it might get picked, and we'll decide what type of pass that was after the fact. But the Kirk Cousins is going to have to do things if this team is going to achieve – the success that they think that they can, and I have doubts about that. But if they're going to achieve the success that they think that they can, Kirk Cousins is going to have to make plays that Kirk Cousins often despises. And I don't see a way – I don't think from a cap standpoint, Phil, that that you can now go out and just build up defensively. Like, we got this guy and that guy. I think you really probably just say, how do we score 38 points per game? Vikings now with uh, one – they're 1.6 below – the uh, the threshold to get over, so they have one point six. So they're, uh, be- they're below the cap, or excuse me, above. They're, they're, the red would signify an over the cap, right? That they're one point six because their team. Yep. yep. So they so they have they, they still need to get under a little bit more. But they, so and there's a million things they they can do. Yeah. Re- they can do some simple restructures without even talking to players. Like there's a million things they. Th- this kind of solves that. Like this now, I, I should say this this move with Cousins solves the cap compliance issue. Just but you got to be under the cap by Wednesday. But now the work has to be done in terms of clearing meaningful space, not just getting below the cap, but like you still need to clear 30 to $40 million in additional space if you want to be actual players in free agency. Like Brandon Scherf, you're not getting a discount on Brandon Scherf. Now, could you push money into future seasons? Yes, absolutely. And that's part of what they did. I mean, they with, with by adding two void years to Kirk Cousins' contract in 2024-25, They've given themselves a little more flexibility to push some money into 2023. Uh, but to me, that's it. Like, Judd, Judd threw out Brandon Scherf. It's time once and for all to fix the offensive line. <laughs> I think you're established at the tackle positions. Ezra Cleveland can play effectively at left guard or right guard. So you got some flexibility there. 
but go get a center and go get a guard. Don't yes. don't run it back with Garrett Bradbury. Go find some professional players that can sit in front of Kirk Cousins and give him the best chance, Judd. But to that point, Phil, how so if you get if you create now some cap space to sign Scherf, how many of those moves because it's not going to be a ton can you make and do you basically make almost all of them on offense um and just try and score a ton be- because you could probably go out and get a cornerback i mean hell you you, you might bring back uh, peterson on a one year contract again and that certainly did not break the bank but i just have my i have my doubts about like the amount of impact moves and you know keep in mind in 2020 and 21 for all the players that the Vikings signed on the defensive side of the football last spring, they made in each year one impact move. Michael Pearson, 2020, and and then Dalvin Tomlinson in 2021. Yeah. Uh, Patrick Peterson, Xavier Woods, they were all one-year contracts, and, and they're basically shopping in the bargain bin. So how many actual impact free agent moves – can you talk about and i think it's probably one maybe two if you if you shed a guy or make yeah. some more moves well i, I and, and that might i was going to say that might be enough but then <laughs> their defense is their defense is in such a transition phase right now um it's a it's a two year window they have opened up they have created a two year window with kirk cousins here and so maybe you can maybe you shore up the offensive line here. You do what you can, and then you know maybe there's ways to you know through the draft. You've got maybe you have some second year players in the first and second round that emerge more in 2023. But um, I think I think if you can if you can use Kevin O'Connell's Sean McVay tree background. And you can leverage the positives about Kirk Cousins' play and Justin Jefferson. I think you're in a better spot to land offensive free agents than you would have been the last eight seasons. You know, like like Brandon Scherf or, or sure. whatever offensive guard or you know. Yeah. If now I got to think that some of these there's a couple Tampa Bay offensive linemen. Jensen, the center, and he might be going back now because we haven't talked about that. But Tom Brady's coming back too, which is amazing. But I just think it was it was hard for the Vikings if they couldn't outbid teams to sell free agents on wanting to be here. You know, like I'm sure the Vikings had discussions with some of the offensive linemen last, you know, March, you know, late February, March. But yeah, I mean, it's like it's just such an antiquated offensive culture with with Mike Zimmer. Now you can go to there's a there's a there's a couple guys from that Rams offensive line, the center and the uh, uh, Corbett, right? The, there's the center and the guard. Yes. And those guys have great relationships, I would assume, with Kevin O'Connell. And now Kevin O'Connell can go in and say, listen, I got my quarterback. I know that people are going to poke holes in that, but this is what they're going to say. I got my quarterback. I got my Matthew Stafford. This team's ready to pop. It's a, they're in a better position to sell to these offensive free agents than they would have been under Mike Zimmer. So are you selling hope on defense then? I hope that Donatel can do a lot. Or I hope that Cam Dantzler is good. Well, some of this depends on is Daniil Hunter. I, I think you got to keep Hunter now. I, th- I would think I, I so. I think you have to keep Daniil Hunter. How can you? I would how think. Can you, you got two years with Cousins. You signed up for two years with Cousins here to compete at a high level. Yeah. How can you then go off and trade Daniil Hunter? I don't think you can now. Pick, right? Yeah. And, and you, you know, I, I think we've discussed this um, in depth before. 
I think by turning what his his roster bonus into a signing bonus by the fifth day of the league year, you can basically smooth out his uh, his potential cap hell hit. But okay, he's back, which is great. Um, I think they're going to have to release Pierce. Like people have to go here. You can't just be be like we're bringing everybody back. So this defense, I just. I am so on the fence about the fact that, yes, I know it's changing philosophies. I know the coordinator has changed now. But all of that being said, I guess I'm just curious, is it going to take a step up to be, and, and this is this is what they've decided, not us, a Super Bowl contender. Yeah. A Super Bowl contender, not a playoff contender, a Super Bowl contender. Right. Is, is that, that I mean, defense, that's what they are, that's the message. That's what right? they are telling us. Mark, how, Mark Wilf said is what they are telling us, which is we think that we can contend for a championship. Brady's back in Tampa right now. Roger's back with the, the Packers. So this whole thing of three weeks ago saying Rodgers might be in Denver. Brady was gone at that point. Like this yeah. conference is wide open. That whole thing has changed, and the Vikings are doubling down and saying, no, you guys are wrong. We are Super Bowl contenders. And Okay, playoff game. Let's say you yeah. get to the playoffs. Let's say, Phil, you're a sixth seed. Are you telling me that this defense in a playoff game where, where things change a lot and where there's a lot of pressure and you have to be good, this defense can play and and actually excel in a playoff game and championship? So I'm talking divisional round. I'm talking conference championship game. I'm not talking first-round game. This is where I'm a little bit confused and I, I don't think they I don't un- think they necessarily understand what they're biting off here. Yeah, I think um, I think that is the expectation. The franchise, and we say it every day. We start the show every day, or if we for, if, if we or I forget, we say it at the end. Right? We want to we want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. And so there really is no other um, unless they go into a full rebuild mode. Then it's like okay, then now we go back to sort of for, step one is. 500 and then step two is division right but like by doing this they don't get to me they don't get the the leeway of like okay let's see let's first steps first nine wins right like no that's that's already been happening that that is we Kirk Cousins is an automatic ticket to 500 so that's already a that's the baseline that is the expectation right I think that's that's the bar by which we should be assessing and judging the moves and the results in the games in 2022, right? I mean, is there any Dex? Am I Judd? How else? How else are we supposed to perceive this? Like you are literally bringing back a quarterback. You had you had options galore. You had the the menu the menu of choose your own adventure, um, which included a nuclear. A, option of everybody's gone which i didn't expect but but they are bringing back kirk cousins and so and in doing that phil you're right are you going to turn around now and say okay we brought kirk back but daniel you're gone i don't think so i think he's back so yes yes they are they are basically doubling down on what mark wilf said when they made the change which to me not you know, you don't have to do a lot of work here, you guys, to read between the lines. To me, what they are saying is this was on Zimmer and Spielman. They're gone. We're good. Yeah. I don't know. I agree with that. Sorry. Yeah, that's where it stands. They basically are saying that KOC is going to be a better person and better infrastructure for Cousins, and then we'll just run this back one more time. I mean, yeah, they might trim some fat, right? Michael Pierce might be cut. Um, they might be able to bring in a cornerback who's better than Patrick Peterson. But in general, they're saying we can – 
lean into our offense and make this Vikings team look like a more modern NFL team and therefore also win double-digit games. I I think they can be fun to watch on offense. That part I have no problem uh, agreeing with, but the fact that they can be a perennial or a lock-in double-digit win team next season I think is a little far-fetched Yeah, yeah. as it stands now. Yeah. Um, Once again, this is Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment. We just want the Vikings to win the Super Bowl before we die. Please click the subscribe button and the like button so we can spread the word about this Vikings community. And I, I, it's all kind of crystallizing now. I mean, I think this draft is so cornerback and edge rusher heavy in the top 15 picks, too, that, okay, this is the path that they have chosen. And so now it's time, to me, to fix the offensive line in free agency and to draft young, athletic, cornerback, edge rusher types in the first, second rounds, maybe even third rounds of this year's draft. And then, you know, what do you do? To me, this, you know, I know there was some chatter about Adam Thielen maybe being on the chopping block because they got to clear money. I think it's an automatic now that Thielen comes back. I don't think you re-sign Kirk and then trade Thielen. So Thielen's coming back. I think on defense, they have some decisions to make on Eric Kendricks, 30-year-old linebacker, right? It's just a one of your five highest-paid players. He's he's a Ring of Honor guy, but I think if you're looking to shuffle some money around, but I think you keep Dalvin now. I mean, like you're not going to save a lot in cap space by getting rid of Dalvin in 2022. So I think I think Correct. Dalvin's on the team. I think Thielen's on the team. I think Daniil Hunter is very much still up in the air. I think Eric Kendricks is still up in the air. And um, and then they obviously have to figure out Harrison Smith, too. But I think just based on what Kevin O'Connell ha- has already said about him publicly, he's not going anywhere. This is very intriguing, too, because of, of this. This creates more questions in my mind about the still great mystery of Rick Spielman uh, basically being fired when he thought that Mike was going to be fired and he was not. Because basically the Vikings are actively saying – Rick built a pretty good team here. Like there, uh, to me, this throws it all on Mike. He's a terrible coach. He was a it terrible does. person. He does. was a, uh, and, and I don't know what got Rick fired. I still don't know. I would love to, but if you look at what they're doing, they are not tearing his team apart. Yeah, they are. They, they are doubling down and saying, with the right people in charge, we can win. And and so yeah, I have. I am really surprised that at the end of the day, they have decided that Mike was terrible. <laughs> like which, they is, basically which, have. which is true. I think two things can be true. I, I do think people are putting it too much on Mike. Mike deserved to be fired. So let's start there. And so Rick, I agree. But what were people saying about Mike before they signed Kirk Cousins? Oh, my God. This guy is one of the best coaches in the NFL. He's taking these random quarterbacks with his great defense to the NFC Championship game. And he even warned everyone, beware the Ides of March. Beware of paying a quarterback $30 million. Like he was out there at the combine saying that. Now, okay, Mike, this is your quarterback now. And he then turned into a petulant child and decided to not build a relationship with Kirk Cousins. The other thing, the, the huge wild card here, too, I saw that I think it was uh, Mike Clay from um, it's Mike Clay ESPN now, PFF, but he had a, he was, he was, ESPN, he was looking at the uh, the Vikings draft picks from last year, saying they drafted eleven players and outside of Christian Derisa and a little bit of of uh, Kane Wangwu got nothing out of those players. 
Yeah. And that's the biggest wild card here is like, are there like four players in that group that are actually ready to contribute? And Mike Zimmer was a petulant child and trying to stick it to Rick Spielman and said, sorry, I'm not going to play Wyatt Davis. Wyatt, like, what we don't know is Wyatt Davis could be a starting guard. Yeah. We've, or no. he could be a bust, and we don't know. Right. Now, Quasi has thoughts on it. I'm sure. I'm sure Kevin O'Connell has thoughts on it, right? Right, but but you probably can't afford it. But but what's intriguing about this whole thing um, is I don't think that you have the ability now, unless you have evidence that is beyond a shadow of a doubt that Wyatt Davis can play. Like I don't think that you can plug him in at the start of training camp because yeah. let's say he can't. You're in huge trouble there. And if you are going to go all in on Kirk again then it is incumbent upon you to give Kirk everything he needs to strip away his excuses. Like that's, that's what you're, you have to, if you now go half ass and, and say, Oh yeah, we'll, we'll give you most of it, but not all of it. Um, then you're basically already writing your own ticket out of town. So I think that the next step now is you've got to give I, Kirk's got the skill position guys for sure, but now it's got to be, the right guard's really damn good. The left guard's good. The center's probably different, right? Yeah. Like, I don't think you can take chances here and be like, oh, well, we were wrong on the center. That's unfortunate. Yeah. Do you think it's more ballsy or cowardly to attach the first two years of your GM and coaching careers to a 34-year-old Kirk Cousins? I would pick the word misguided personally. I think it's, I don't think it's cowardly. I don't think it's ballsy. I think it's, I think it's the misguided sports thing that, that I think takes place a lot of time prominently with men where they think they can change a guy. They think, give me Kirk and it's going to be great. And, and I've seen enough of Kirk. I'm telling you right now, he is going to, in his own way, melt down or do something stupid at a time where it can't happen and the problem then is it's like oh well i didn't think that that would take place and it, it does but i mean i wouldn't call it ball, uh, ballsy or cowardly i think it's a misguided idea of how good they are at their jobs by thinking that they can do something that that when it comes to kirk i don't think is doable and i say that not because of mike i say that phil because of washington these guys worked with them before like how was cousins not just by default um, a perennial playoff quarterback, and I know I'll get the stats. No, the defense wasn't good, but you know, Shanahan, Lafleur, O'Connell. Like we're running through a pretty good list. I, and Jay Gruden might have been terrible. That's fine, but that's a pretty good list of guys who have had a lot of success. And at yeah. the end of the day, statistically, Kirk had success, but they never reached the mountaintop that that now Quasi and O'Connell think they can with Kirk. So yeah. it's an interesting question. It is, man. Uh, real quick here, 2022 NFL QB cap hits. I want to see if uh, if this has been updated. I'm playing the organ. Don't mind me. Okay. Guy's right by me. You are a great organ player. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, I wish I could. I should have learned how to. So I they do it. They do have it updated. So Kirk Cousins is now uh, the sixth highest. Here are the cap hits for quarterbacks in 2022. Aaron Rodgers hasn't signed yet, but it'll come down. Uh, Deshaun, he's 46, but that's coming down. Deshaun Watson is 40 million. Tannehill, 38. Oof. Matt Ryan came down to 37. Pat Mahomes at 36. And then you get to Kirk Cousins and Jared Goff, both at 31 million dollars so well personally my stance has changed a bit now because i will say this i don't 
that the cap hit was unworkable. Um, this is now it's workable. workable. It's, workable. it's workable, and that's fair. Now, I guess my thought is this: Can Kirk operate successfully with with a coach who's going to be far more favorable to Kirk, but with extreme pressure? Because there, make no mistake, and Kirk feels pressure. We've seen that before. He is now he now has an onus on him that is going to be tremendous. And you know what? He signed the contract, so that's his choice. But the pressure on Kirk now is huge because this team is flat out, in my opinion, saying, okay, our defense might give up 35 or more, and and we think our offense led by our quarterback can outscore them. And guess what that takes, guys, at times? That takes risky plays. That takes big, ballsy moves on the field. That's somebody Kirk has not been. Kirk threw a touchdown pass to Justin Jefferson in the win against the Packers. Keep it down out there. And 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 Kirk said post game, I shouldn't have thrown that ball. And it was a touchdown pass to Justin Jefferson. I would disagree with that. I think you need to throw that ball more often. If it gets picked, we can talk about it. Yeah. Well, hopefully you guys will back off on your criticism of uh, of a man who I have said all along is Mr. Game-Winning Drive, the two-minute Terminator, the secondary slayer. Where's your hat? The fourth quarter Pharaoh. Oh, your I, hat's behind you. It is. I well, no, I don't have the I don't have the custom uh, the Kirk cousin, patch, the Kirk patch that you put on it. That was great. Is there, yeah. Judd, is there a cousins on the Predators? Because I'm seeing Matt Boldy just went to the box for yes. slashing cousins, and yes. I'm very confused right now. <laughs> yes, there's a cousins on the Buffalo Sabers and a cousins on the got Predators. It. Okay, I was just making sure. We got cousins all over the place. Yeah. Judd, when you get home, you're gonna pour a big glass of what? Oh, I'm going to celebrate this this contract. I'm thrilled by it. I'm absolutely <laughs> thrilled. And I am going, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to celebrate with a beer that never lets me down. It's a con- In fact, I've got this particular beer signed to a long-term contract, and it never holds me up. It always, it always gives me a fair deal. And that is, of course, my friends at Surly Brewing. That is, of course, a Surly Furious, because while the name means I'm mad, the taste makes me happy. Surly Furious. Crappy, Signed to a very good contract. Crappy school 77. So we should slash Cousins from uh, the Matt Boldy penalty there. Wow. I don't wow. know, man. Hey, it's never boring, gentlemen. It's never boring. It's never boring, and that's all we ask for. Also, hey, I want to I want to shout out. You know, if you're a, if you're a coach that finds himself on a hot seat because your quarterback isn't living up to the contract, then you can always put a pair of Chill Boys on. Chill Boys is the most comfortable underwear you're going to find anywhere in America. They're Minnesota based, but they're based online. Chillboys.com. What's one word to describe how Chill Boys are making you guys feel today down there? Renegotiated, renegotiated because uh-huh. about a. Uh... Now was it six eight months ago when I put on my first pair of chill boys? I had to renegotiate my thoughts of what proper underwear should feel like down there, <laughs> and the bamboo fabric and the performance brand have renegotiated my mindset of how I should feel below the belt. So my one word simple: it's renegotiated. My one word is assured because when I put on my chill boys, I'm assured of success. Like sometimes when I watch a football game or a sporting event, I'm not assured that the players are going to do what they should coaches too. But when I put my chill boys on, let me just tell you right now, I am assured of a successful day in the underwear department. I think the word I'm feeling is clutch. Mm. You know, chill boys make me feel clutch. <laughs> Chillboys.com. Like okay. All right. That's good then. Okay. Yeah, Clutch, just like the starting quarterback that I have never doubted. Kirky McClutcherton, two more years. By the way, if you go to chillboys.com, just uh, tell them Purple Daily and or Mackie and Judd 
sent you in. Uh, Eric Shaw chimes in in the YouTube comment section. My socks are off. I'm in Chill Boys only. That's Judd's burner, actually. That's Judd at the XL right now. <laughs> I've got them on. Here, I'll, I'll stand up for no, you. No, that's okay. No, that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. That's okay. I, I still love Kirk. So Kirk sent out that tweet that Declan read earlier. Now that that's out of the way, dot, 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 let's get to work on the Lombardi. Hashtag, let's freaking go. <laughs> freaking. Let's freaking <laughs> Oh, I love Kirk want to Cousins. see the Vikings win. And meanwhile, Super Bowl so meanwhile KG is dr- dropping f bombs in Boston tonight. That's was the gr- that's the yeah. I or? guess his, yes on the mic. I guess his first comment was he dropped like two f bombs immediately. That's why I love Garnett. He's I mean, David Ortiz did it after the Boston. Yeah, it's Boston. You can do what you want, man. They're tough. All right, let's let's let Judd get back to to watching uh, playoff stretch hockey here. We will have plenty more because tomorrow Purple Daily is the place to be this week. There's going to be the regular episodes every day, but probably some more emergency episodes as more moves happen. But this was the one that we were all waiting for. I was literally refreshing Twitter every 15 seconds. I know. All had a feeling. Until- <laughs> had a feeling it was coming, didn't you? So here it is. All right, boys. Any final thoughts from you guys as we? roll out of this thing i need to digest it more mm-hmm. there's a lot to digest like this weekend i, I have it's gonna be packed tomorrow there's, yeah a lot of a statements lot yeah it's very true very true from the pros mm-hmm. to perhaps one of the greatest high school games i've ever seen on saturday night mm-hmm. Boys that was hockey. amazing oh my god yeah yeah incredible and over in maple grove and declan was there i was thanks for the uh you're welcome Invite. I'll Freaking the, double overtime. I'll, I'll tell the missus next time to invite you. We'll do. Uh, Mom has tickets. I don't see why I couldn't have come along and provided my Zol- my Zolgadian yeah. expertise on high school hockey. <laughs> just wearing a trench coat and mesh yeah. shorts, just like Judd does at I high school. Like show boys. No, I'd be in show boys now. <laughs> and I'd be drinking a Surly, too. That's the other thing. Forget this high school league crap. Uh, anyway, all right, boys. All right. I'll that's talk a, to you tomorrow. That's a wrap. Our awesome executive producer over there, Declan, holding it down. Uh, Judd at the X, Phil Mackey here. We'll see you guys tomorrow, Purple Daily.